ladies and guys who want to hear the best goddamn interview on the fucking internet and to hear author of the best tinder guide on the internet this is the killer and a loser show and i sat down with black dragon caleb jones we did it guys we got the white whale a lot of you follow black dragon he's an absolutely fucking legendary guy when it comes to open relationships dating getting laid all that kind of good stuff and he's someone that's had a huge influence on my own life he along with good looking loser a bunch of my philosophies come from those two guys, especially my concepts about avoiding drama, screening out drama, open relationships, making that kind of stuff work. This guy has absolutely taught me like a ton of what I know. So it felt incredibly surreal to sit down with him, you know, someone that's had such a huge impact on my life and just be able to kind of shoot the shit and talk about some of our philosophies, how we might differ, how we overlap bunch of good stuff in there. He answered a couple of questions from you guys. So there's a bunch of that sort of stuff in there. If you want to listen to that, I will stop rambling. I'm still kind of excited. I'm, I'm full of fucking adrenaline. This was a great interview. I had to wake up at 5am to record this. So I'm jittery. I'm fucking excited. Enjoy guys. Your name is incredibly fucking relevant to a point that I wanted to make that I feel like you are my white whale that I finally fucking, you know, Caleb from Moby Dick. Yeah, I do. You feel like my white whale, mate, because you, for the last probably six years, have had a very big impact on my life. And you're one of two people that I most wanted to sit down with, the other one being Good Looking Loser. And yeah, I know Chris. This feels, this feels very fucking surreal, i got to be honest, in, a, in cool. a really good way. Very vindicating, very validating for the last six years of self-improvement that I've gone through. And I guess more than anything, I want to say thank you to you. Thank you for everything you've written. Thank you for permission to do open relationships very much so that was very much coming from you you know permission to not do the traditional monogamy which had not worked out for me for god like the nine years that i tried it in in three separate occasions so that's most guys yeah 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 and i want to i'm very interested that you just said the word most guys because one of the so my guys gave me a bunch of questions and by the way, like I don't usually do an introduction with these. We just kind of start chatting. And whenever Fine. it's interesting, I record an intro later. Um, cool. On that note, how long can you talk for? Like, do you have a hard out? I've got as much time as you need today. Six hours. Well, let's fucking get within it. Within, yeah. See, I always have to clarify <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, no, don't say that to me. Do not say that to me. I know. I could, I could go on for a I'm pretty good on time today. I set aside okay. time for this. Okay. If you, if you, we'll do it, we'll do like a secret code. You just say like, I can't deal with this shit anymore. And that'll be our secret okay. code. And then I'll know like, okay, done. But when I said that I was going to sit down with you, a bunch of my guys gave me like a bunch of questions and said, okay, you got to ask him this. You got to ask him this. You got to ask him this. And one of the ones that came up the most was, how come he says something different to you, Andy? Which one of you is correct? And so I wanted to go through these sort of questions with you and say, you know, you say to do this on this particular topic. I say to do this. Do you take a step back? Do you find that people email you or hit you up and say, hey, Caleb, what you're saying is completely different to this other person. Which one of you is correct? Like, do people want yeah, to that's happened. instigate Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot, but that has happened, sure. I yeah. get that. I get that so much. I think because I reference so much the people that have had an influence on me, like you, mm. good-looking loser, etc. And so I will get people coming and saying, hey, Caleb says that monogamy can never work. And... I'm coming to you and saying like, what if I want to do monogamy? And how come you're not saying exactly what Caleb says? And it's like, well, first of all, because Caleb is saying what's worked for him, what he advocates, his philosophy. And if you gel with that, go with that. I'm saying what's worked for me, my philosophy. And if there's a little bit of a, 
I prefer to look at like the overlap on the Venn diagram of where our philosophies line up and other people will say, hey, but over here, this 10% you two don't agree on, or maybe you use slightly different language. Like you say monogamy. Or, uh, or the language is imprecise. So when correct. you say monogamy, that can mean about four or five different things. Yes. That's why I usually say not always, but usually say long-term monogamy. Short-term monogamy and serial monogamy does work for a percentage of people. There are some and problems with it, but it can work. And so if a guy says serial monogamy is fine, yes, that can work. Fine is a difference of opinion because there's drama and problems involved in serial monogamy you won't have with the stuff that I do. So, I, so you have to be very, also be, guys asking these questions to be very precise their language. Monogamy can mean all kinds of things. That's why I try not to say, because I have a lot of nitpickers in my audience. Yes. I try not to say monogamy because guy will say, I have a monogamous girlfriend. We've been together four months. It's been great. Yes, of course. I'm talking about long-term monogamy. If you're going to be with a woman for the next 57 years of your life, and you're never going to touch another woman for the next 57 years, and she's never going to touch another man for the next 57. That's so that, so anyway, so it's more than just, it's just, it's him or you, or it's also very precise language, which is difficult for a long time. I like how much you clarify on your blog as well. You made it very specific and I can, I can back up your point here. You make it very specific in that article. My, we need to define work. We need to define Correct. the word work. The word work right. means that you don't cheat on each other ever. You, right. uh, you never no, break like, up or get divorced. Yeah. I was going to say there's no fucking breakup. If it's a marriage or marital or settling down with someone. Yep. You're, and then you could also throw in there. I do. You're still happy. You're together yep. for 25 years, but are you happy? Because I know a lot of people, not a lot, but I know a percentage of people, including people in my family, who have been with the same person for 15, 20, 25 years, but they're not happy. They're really unhappy. Yep. My parents just got divorced after 46 years of marriage because they were unhappy for eight years of that. So that's another factor you could throw in there. But yes, I have, you have to be very precise or else you get, you end up wasting a lot of your time in these debates because you're not talking about the same thing. And on that topic, so I want to ask you something. I, I've spoken to a few content creators that have different philosophies on whether or not they're going to reply to comments. And you're someone that I don't know if you're still doing it, but you know, the last time I checked, you were che- you were like replying to people's comments. You get in the in the comments in your blog, and you will yes. like debate with people. Yes. I w- I guess I want to ask you, and don't take this as like a. I guess I, I want to hand the floor to you. Why? Like, what do you? What does Caleb get out of that? Because for me, when I argue with dipshits, I feel like Ugh, I'm just in the mud wrestling. But you're obviously getting something out of it. And I guess as someone who doesn't like to argue with people, I'm genuinely curious. Like, what what do you get out of it? Okay, so a few things. First is I will respond to people who disagree with me. Matter of fact, those are the people I respond to first. Mm-hmm. But I do not allow ad hominem personal attacks. Yep. So that filters out. 80% of the dipshits, if you say, this guy's a fucking idiot, elite, you're gone. So you have to, you can disagree with me and I will respond to you. But the rule, the one rule is you can't call me names or you can't call people in my audience names or, you know, people I know names. You can't do that because when you make a personal attack, that proves me you have no point to make. So yeah. then I am wasting my time talking to you. So that's yeah. the first thing. So that's, so I can respond to comments, but not if they make personal attacks. They, they, those just del- deleted and banned and that you can do that on YouTube and things with one click. So that's not mm-hmm. a deal. Um, so that's why I have a little more confidence in dealing with idiots because I can delete the ones who are total idiots and have literally no point. Mm-hmm. First thing. Second thing is I time all my work. I have different categories. I'm a time management consultant. Okay. So I spend on average 19 minutes a day 
on what I call engagement. That's YouTube comments, blog comments, comments on my Facebook group, comments on my SMIC forum, all those combined is about 19 minutes. I can take 19 minutes. I don't want to be Gary Vee and spend hours and hours a day responding to people. I have other shit to do. So if it only takes me 19 minutes and I'm not responding to people who are making personal attacks who clearly have no point, then I'm cool with it. And so within those two parameters, then yes, responding to people who are obviously and clearly wrong makes me look good and it's good for my branding. So I say, okay. I, I read an article. I know a guy who's monogamous. I know a guy, you know, a guy out of the 150 people, you know, you know, one who's made it work. Thank you for proving my point. And that's all I have to say. And everyone reading that goes, oh shit, not everyone. Most people reading that go, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, fuck. Because if one person's making a, a statement that disagrees with you, a percentage of the audience is making that same statement. Sure. So you're not responding just to that one person, you're responding, responding to that percentage of people in the audience who think that way. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah. So you're saying it's it's, yeah. it's more of a marketing thing. Because in my head, when I was trying to put myself in your shoes of like, you know, why do some content creators reply to that? The only other option or the only other answer I could come up with was maybe it helps you solidify and cement your own points. Like in debating, you obviously come up with arguments. Yes. That's the reason I did it years ago with the monogamy mm-hmm. stuff particularly. There's a lot of other mm-hmm. things people disagree about or don't like me saying. If I say America's collapsing, a lot of people that bothers a lot of people too. Oh but, yeah, um, you yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things I say that that are factual that people hate, which is fine. Um, but with the monogamy stuff, yes, that was the reason I did it years ago. So I have been debating and talking about long-term monogamy, not working with thousands of men over the past what 12, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. And so I have a video and a blog post, both, are, which is the 49 objections people make to monogamy were not working, and everything I've ever heard is in that list. So I can just yep. point people to that list. So that's another reason I did it. And I don't even do that anymore. I don't spend a lot of time debating monogamy anymore. I do a little bit, but now it's just so obvious. And monogamy's gotten so worse. I mean, so much bad. So I can't talk. So much worse in the last few years. People don't defend it like they did, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. When I was in the pickup artist world, I've mentioned this. Um, I was talking to pickup artists back when pickup artists was a big thing, 12 years. That's where I came out of. And the pickup artist was saying, oh no, long-term monogamy works it's fine as long as you find the right girl. These are pickup artists, not betas. Pickup artists, guys are getting laid. And they even they thought, so I had a lot of debates with them. So that's why I did it historically. So that's another reason. But yeah, the reason I do it now is branding. Mm-hmm. Again, no, within like those that. two parameters, like it only takes me 20 minutes a day. That's it. I'm not taking more time than that. I got shit to do. And if they're making personal attacks, I'm ignoring those guys. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. actually make a real point. Even if it's a dumb point. If you make a real point, disagree with me, even if it's a dumb point, factually an accurate point, and I'll respond to you, sure within those two parameters. I like that. I like that. On the topic of monogamy, I guess this this is something that I'm still figuring out for myself. So me personally, I'm in a somewhat of a mishmash of what you talk about in an open relationship where my girlfriend and I sleep with girls together. So we fuck girls together, we date girls together like that. I That's called a threesome only relationship. That's why I call threesome it. Threesome only relationship, sure. I'm yeah. still coming up with my philosophy of like what to help other guys with in terms of like monogamy because some guys come to me and say, I think ultimately I want monogamy. And I'm still wrapping my head around this concept. Someone asked me when I said I was going to interview you. They said, okay, you got you to ask about monogamy. I want to hear you guys discuss that, your different philosophies. And I basically said, I'm in agreement with Caleb that 99.9% of the time monogamy doesn't work because you have no fault divorce. You have all that bullshit. People go into it for completely the wrong reasons. We love each other. Love is enough. I, I said to my girlfriend early on, love is never enough. Why the fuck would love be enough? How love is that enough? with it. Love has literally nothing to do with sexual desire over time. (laughs) Exactly. And so I'm still processing my philosophies on this. And I suspect, 
I can't say how I'm going to think in a few years, but I suspect this is something that I'm not going to give an opinion on for a few years until I've really thought my way through. Maybe I'll read more of your stuff. Maybe I'll read other philosophies and stuff. I think I'm in agreement with you. I think the only part that I would disagree on is that it can never work. That said, and I've never I said guess, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's 100% why I wanted to get into this discussion where people say, Andy, Caleb says you're wrong. Like, who's right? And it's like, well, it depends on, again, it depends on specifically what you're saying. Exactly. If you're saying exactly. the typical average guy, the typical normal guy, or the typical guy interested in these concepts can settle down with a woman at age 36 and be monogamous to her for the rest of his life and monogamous to her, and she's monogamous to him for the rest of their lives into their 80s, 90s, 100s and die together. No, that's not going to happen. sounds so romantic, Caleb, when you say of it like that. Of course it oh does. God. It's all societal. Pro- and what you said earlier about, I'm, I'm clear, what you said, something like clarifying your view on this. Uh, that is code for your wrestling with your societal programming that says that monogamy is the only way to be with a woman long term, yes, according yes. to my mom, my dad, my culture, my society, my religion, my politics. Mm-hmm. That's it's you're not actually dealing with facts, you're dealing with societal conditioning, correct, which is correct. powerful, more powerful than facts. Yeah. So that's yep. what you're wrestling with is you know, he's a lot of guys do this. And I maybe I'm not imitating you or saying you're doing this, but a lot of guys like, you know, factually, this guy, these guys like me. They make sense. They're quoting all the right facts. They're quoting all the right science. Yeah, but I don't like it. And the reason you don't like it is because you've been told your entire life you're not supposed to like it. Mm-hmm. Of course you don't like mm-hmm. it. I, think, I married I think, someone who doesn't love it. it doesn't oh, mean yeah, it doesn't you, work. You've talked very openly about that. I think yeah. what the, the part where it's funny you say like, you know, you don't like it. I don't really give a shit about monogamy. My, my main drive with people is you come to me, you tell me what you want. We figure out if that's possible and I make it happen. And one thing that I pride myself on is never saying that something is impossible. If you want to be that 0.01% fucking make it happen. Like absolutely make that shit happen. The problem is with monogamy, you're only 50% of that equation. For sure. For sure. So if I I said to you, if I said to you, uh, if you said to me, I'm going to be a billionaire. Yeah. I know the odds are low, but I can pull it off because I'm going to be a billionaire. You might be able to pull that off. Because you are in 100% control of you. You might be able to do that. But if you said, I'm going to be the exception rule, I'm going to have a 57-year monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. No, because you're only 50% of that equation. I agree yes. with that for sure. The other for 50% sure. you have no control over. You have no control of how she's going to feel 12 years from now. None. You have a, some, a minor influence. You have some influence. You have no control. So that's sure. why you can't say, well, because I've had guys say this. Well, you know, being successful women and having sex with 100 girls, for example, that's the exception of the rule. And I can do that. Right. You can do that because you control you. If a girl says no, you go to the next girl and mm-hmm. eventually a hundred will say yes. You have a hundred percent control over the statistics. Monogamy doesn't work that way. You can't marry 27 women until you find the one that works. Can't mm-hmm. do that. Right. You can serially, That's a challenge with that level of thinking. So, so my, my devil's advocate argument would be you could serially date like serial monogamy yes. until you find that girl. Yes. But you'd have to live with her at least three years. Yeah, you don't know what you're that. dealing with in terms of a settled down relationship. I, I don't like to say that. marriage because guys say, I'm not getting legally married. Fine. A settled down relationship. You don't know what you're dealing with until you've been living with that person consistently for three years. So you have to do that with multiple women. If you want to do sure. that, go ahead. I would rather blow my brains out. But if you want to do that, yes, you theoretically, you could pull it off. Maybe. I, Maybe. And even then, you're not guaranteed a success. How many times you got to do that? How many three-year-plus live-in relationships you got to do to get to 12? How will you be at that point? You still have kids at that point? You see all the other problems? No, here's, you can't no, just here's, date a girl. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. This is me being a complete fucking idiot. You date them all at the same time. You have 12 different apartments in the same building and you just go door to door. Yes. 
That's not a monogamous relationship. That's not a monogamous relationship. I know. So you don't know how she'll behave in a monogamous relationship when you do that. You know how she'll behave as an MLTR, which is great. That for a decade. Wonderful. Yeah. No, I think we're in agreement. I think the part where our Venn diagrams overlap is even what I posted on my forums when people started this discussion, you know, knowing that you were coming on here. I said, if you want to try monogamy, you need to know exactly what the fuck you're signing up for. This isn't some like fairy tale bullshit. Like you need to understand what you're signing up for. And if you sit there and say, yes. okay, I've thought through everything. I understand exactly what I'm signing up for. I'm still going to take a shot. I'm going to be that 0.01%. Like, okay, fine. Have at it. Like it's your life. You can do whatever you want. But I think the thing is... <sighs> Maybe there's no nice way to say this, but here's, here's what you would suggest. If you're listening to this, you're probably not that 0.01%. Would that be a fair argument? Right. If you have any interest in these topics of fucking multiple women, you're not in the, and it's not 0.0, it's about six, somewhere around sure. 6%. 6% of men can do this. And I've talked about this before. If you look at the studies and look at the data, there's not a lot of it, but there's some of it. If you look at the data, and if you look at your own anecdotal experience of guys who've, who've made this work, the, the one guy you know, or the two guys you know have made this work and never cheated and been together for 25 years, mm-hmm. these are typically boring, and I don't, I don't mean this as an insult. I mean this as, as an objective scientific trait. Boring, not very exciting, beta male guy who marries another woman who is kind of boring and kind of even keel and kind of, mm-hmm. does that describe the guy who likes our content? Is that even close to a guy who likes her? Is that even close okay. to a guy who's curious, who's, who sees our content or something like this and even goes, hmm, that's interesting. No, he's immediately wiped himself out from that 6%. You are normal. You are healthy. And not only are you not a boring guy, this is, I'm not talking to you, type of the, the watcher. If you're not a boring guy, do you like boring women? Are you attracted to boring, really boring chicks? On a yeah, scale, like, like about a really six. plain, really conservative, plain and conservative, not only plain and conservative, but also plain and conservative in looks. Gorgeous tens do not do hardcore long term monogamy with men, barring rare, rare exceptions. So you got that going on. There's all these factors. So, yes, some guys can pull it off, but those are rare guys. And no one interested in this content is going to be anywhere in that category. Nowhere near that category, frankly, even again, if you're Can't just disagree. curious about it. Can't disagree. I will. How about this? I will defer to your expertise on this. And as I said, this is still. Well, if you disagree, go ahead and tell me. Maybe you can educate me. I don't think I do disagree. I think this is one of the. So, one thing I pride myself on is if I haven't fully thought out a philosophy, I'm not going to sit there and defend it because it's like, this is something that I want to think about for the next several years. Got it. Yeah. I've had guys in my forums and in my groups and on my blogs and on my videos who are married, Mm -hmm. who watch my stuff and they defend monogamy. And you ask me a few questions. And then it sleeks out, yeah, they've cheated a bunch of times. And oh, yeah. the two years ago, they were separated for a year and then they got back together. You just proved my point, bro. Yeah, I mean, you're work. preaching to the choir. Like, this is why yeah. I moved away from monogamy was because I tried it for nine years. And I just, I cheated every time. Like, multiple times. I wasn't happy. It's just, it felt like being in a cage. It felt like. Yeah. And I didn't know. cheat when I was monogamous. I was monogamous for nine years in my first marriage. And I didn't cheat, but I hated it. It was awful. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Which defeats and, the and she was a good purpose. person. I had, I had good kids and all that stuff. It still sucks. Yeah, defeats the yeah. purpose. What's the point in being? I, I've said I've made this abundantly clear. This is where I absolutely fucking one hundred percent agree with you, and it, it triggers me. It makes me so pissed off. People who will be in a relationship when they're deeply unfucking happy. It's like, what is the point? What is the because point? Because they're scared of being alone. alone. So yep. in my main yep. book, The Unchained yep. Man, I talk about the six societal values, the values that you are trained to want by society, and number five on that list of six is not be alone. 
Don't be alone. It's better to be in a shitty relationship or a shitty marriage or a shitty whatever than be alone. I can't be alone. And people who mm-hmm. can't be alone are not capable of long-term happiness. Absolutely. Even if you're not alone. You have nothing to give. You're coming from a base of fear. You're acting from yes. a negative. You're saying, I'm scared Correct. of this thing, so I'm going to take action on that. Rather Correct. than I want a happy relationship. I want something awesome. I want to build something. I want to make the world better. I want to make myself better. Yeah. Whenever you're acting from that place of fear, it's it's never going to be a good outcome. Yeah. The best relationships are had by men who don't need the woman. Correct. And vice versa. Correct. The woman doesn't technically need you. I don't need my wife. Mm-hmm. From day one, when I met her, I didn't need her. She's in a you nice are- addition to my life. But I don't need her. You are and she knows that, crowd. and that's why our relationship is good. Because I don't need yeah. her. If you yeah. need her, yeah, it's such a All deeply unfair burden to put on each other as well. If you need someone, that means if you're if if you Caleb are having a shitty day, you come home and you need your wife to make you feel better. How unfair of a burden is that? Because oh, what if she's having a, a shit day? Right, you're like, fucked. What a, toxic toxic place to be in and i think that's that is the average relationship it's your that is the average you're correct. For me. that is the average yeah. relationship yeah that it's is not coming from pa- a place of power it's coming from a place of wanting and neediness and right. lacking that's- and there's another aspect to this is that most people are accustomed to regular relationship conflict and drama there's that's a there that's what they're accustomed so all their past boyfriends girlfriends they fought with them and yelled at them and screamed at them and that's just normal that's just hey that's part of being in a relationship Ugh. So they're accustomed to that. So when they encounter these conflict because they need each other, it's not a big deal, as big of a deal to them as is guys like you who want to be happy. Right. Yes. Yes. And and that's a beautiful segue, my friend. That is the best segue you could have done because that was next on my list was one of the philosophies that I got from you was not tolerating drama. You have articles, yes. you have a, a bunch of content where you specifically say, here are my rules for drama. I do not tolerate drama. If she's going to bring drama aimed at me, like if she's going to say, Caleb, you did this or you made me feel like this or you screwed yes. this up, I will tolerate it for, I think you said like 30 seconds or something. 20. And 20 seconds, she, you have a little rant, act like a little child, and then, okay, hey, time's up. Let's let's go back to reality. It only now. takes 20 it, seconds to state a problem. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. more than 20 seconds, you're just ranting and being a child. You're not going to And you have, you have the same philosophy with your dating. You have the same philosophy with meeting women, with everything, with, with being in a relationship, casual or serious. And, oh, my God, that was absolutely life-changing for me. Like this concept that I didn't have to put up with bullshit, that I was allowed to say no, that I was allowed to say drama itself is a deal-breaker. If I don't right. like the way this girl is talking to me, if I don't like her behavior, if I don't like her ethics or lack thereof, I'm allowed to say, like, mm, I don't really have time for this. I'm going to go find a girl who, who, who will treat Well, that's not drama. Me. That's just one of your requirements. Sure, fine, fine. But this whole concept of I'm talking on you a greater st- level. You could whole- say no. This, yeah, that I was allowed to, that I didn't right, just have right. to go, well, she's Isn't attractive and yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I, I, I think guys do, do put up with this drama shit. They think, because one of the things oh, I, I don't, said I don't to, think they do. That's the, again, that is the norm. Yeah, it is. It's like, we're supposed and to, one like, they have to put up with it. Well, I have to, when, she's pretty. Well, I have to, we've been together for two years. Well, I have to, I can't replace her. Yeah. It's I have all to because I'm a man. That's what men do. Oh, yes. Some of the more right-wingish, conservative, religious, I have a what a real man does, puts up a drama, screaming and yelling yeah. from his girlfriend, wife, yeah. and that's just, you know, you just power through it. No. No. How, when was I don't the, do it in happiness. When was the last time you and your girlfriend had a fight? Are you guys girlfriend or why? I can't remember. No, we're married. married. Okay. She's my wife. When, was the last, yeah. when was the last time you, you two had a fucking fight? Like an actual fight? Like, Caleb, you're a piece of shit? Like, Oh, she never says, Caleb, you're a piece of shit. Um. She knows. She knows the deal. I'd be out in 48 hours if she was talking to me that way. Um, 
and it's an OLTR marriage show. So you sign paperwork. She doesn't get any of my money. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see. So um, she's never said that I remember, Caleb, you're a piece of shit. Uh, years ago when we were dating, she called me an asshole once, mm-hmm. once or twice. Uh, when is the last time we had a fight? A real fight. Yeah, I don't mean a disagreement. Like, right, you know, I understand. I'll- uh, I want to, I believe it was February of 2020. Nice. So about a year and a half ago. An and guys, fight. that is, that is, and Caleb would say, you can do even better than that. Yes, you could. Yeah. Like and better. even that fight was literally a few minutes. I don't, yep. I don't have long because I cut it off. When my yep. first marriage, when I was a beta male and didn't understand these concepts, I was the typical guy and, and the tip we had fought all the time and it would go for 45 minutes. Yeah. You just scream yeah. at each other. It's just the normal relationship. You scream at each other 45 minutes and then you don't convince either person of anything. You just both walk away angry and yep. you accomplish nothing until you fight again. Yeah. So I'm and not doing that. you carry that resentment for several oh, days. Absolutely. That really is the absolutely. normal. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I might be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure last real fight we had was February of last year. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't need to, in, in my first couple of relationships, we would fight almost like clockwork, like every month, like just like it's the norm. clockwork. Yeah. It's the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and every time. What, what, what women have been trained to do. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. first time you do this, I mean, you probably experienced it. It's the first time you, you either soft next or do whatever you need to do to correct a woman to not have that drama. They're surprised. They're not angry. They're like, what? This is, oh, yeah. this is different. He doesn't want to argue with me. Why not? Doesn't he like me? Yeah. Yeah, when you remove your for anyone listening, soft next means remove yourself from the situation temporarily, yep. essentially. Yeah. Right. Anytime I did that, I remember doing that with my current girlfriend, Imogen, several times at the start, where it's just like, I'm not gonna put up with this shit. And you'd leave, and then she'd be like, Wait, where are you going? Like shock. Because they've never had a man ever do that. <laughs> no man has ever just walked, stood up and left. Yeah, because you got shit to, to women. do. You got shit to do. You got a right. business to run. Plus, you have to have a higher standard for your happiness. And yeah, you have shit sure, to do, right? Sure. For sure. Yeah, and I only you- have a certain amount of time. I will only spend time with you if it's a happy context. If it's not, I'm going to go do something else. I have a lot of projects on my plate. I have a lot of things that I do. Yeah. And one of the concepts I talk a lot one of the concepts I talk a lot about is mentorship, like mentoring my clients, mentoring uh, my readers, mentoring women that you date and stuff like that, if you're dating a younger girl. And really when I talk about mentoring, it's like you're putting forward a template for how you want the relationship to go. You're showing her what you expect. And this was one of the things I got from you, making it abundantly clear. Here's what I expect. And her going like, yeah, I can do that. I- I'm going to rise to the occasion and do that yes. too. Whether that's yes. avoiding drama, whether that's communication, being honest, stuff like that. And let's segue mm-hmm. to that. That was one of the things I got from you. Just saying what you wanted, just stating what you wanted, just making it fucking clear what you wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you a question because one of the guys, one of my guys, a guy on my forums called, oh, fuck, I can't remember his username, Milf and Cookies. There you go. He and a couple of others said that, and maybe they're misunderstanding or maybe they're correct. When you're in a casual relationship with a woman, do you like to make that or do you advocate making that abundantly clear to her? Like this is a, ca- I'm dating other women. So what, oh, well, what's well, your philosophy? Those are two different things. You, you said two different things. Do you make it abundantly okay. clear it's casual? Or do I make yeah. it abundantly clear I'm fucking other women? Which okay, one? let's ask those both separately. So casual okay. first. No, I will never tell a woman this is casual. You never okay. define the relationship until you have literally the OLTR talk, which is very few women get that, get that far. Okay. So how so would you, you never define the relationship verbally? If she said, like, what is this? Like, what are we doing? I just want to know what's up. How would you handle that? So it depends on how long we've been together. If it's less okay. than three months. I, I give you a smart ass answer and I move on. And I'm not going to okay. talk. It's too soon for that. And just change the subject. 
So that's what I want to dive deep on. That's what my guys were asking. Like, how come? So one thing that I advocate is just like being honest, just brutally honest. Here's what I'm looking for. If you don't like it, like go away. What's the like reasoning behind not doing it within the first three months? You're going to cause conflict because you're overriding her societal programming. You're, you're taking a sledgehammer to her societal programming and women can't handle that. Neither can most men. So if you say after dating her for, I don't know, three weeks and she says, so where is this going? Well, this is called an FB. And this is a casual relationship where we just fuck. We don't go out. We don't spend the night. We don't cuddle because that's not what this relationship is, sweetheart. This is just a fuck buddy relationship. Within a week, she'll probably be gone. And if she's not gone, you're going to have all kinds of drama on hell. It's it's not going to work. That just hasn't been my experience, though. Like every time I tell me, tell me what you say to them. So right from the start, from the very, if I match on Tinder, I will make it abundantly clear. I'll say, hey, I'm not looking for something super serious. So wait, hang on a second. This is on Tinder. You haven't even met her in real life yet. You haven't had sex or anything, right? Correct. Yeah. So I'm talking about several weeks in when she says, where is this going? Which is what you were asking. Do do you avoid that situation if you like make it clear from the start? Like, hey, I'm just looking for something casual. Let's grab a drink. That's okay. Okay. You're not dating her yet. You're not in a relationship with her yet. So that's okay at that point. Okay. Okay. So you're talking about if you've gotten if you've gotten into a relationship. And then she says, so where, what am I to you? What is this to you? Where is this going? And it's soon. Mm-hmm. You don't want to sit there and define it. You're going to have a problem. But what you're talking about is before you've ever met her on Tinder, that could work. Sure. Yeah. Yes. So we don't disagree so far. Sure. Well, we're going to disagree okay. on something. I don't actually give a shit if we disagree. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, but well, half on of my the, on, What you're talking too. about on the Tinder thing is I'm looking for something casual. That's it. That's fine. Yep. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. Because again, you haven't started the relationship yet. You're in the dating, what I call the dating phase. It's funny how much a lot of your content is around like pushing back on or trying to break down a lot of like the norms and like the normie shit. Like, here's what you normally do. And then you've come along and gone like, why are you doing that? What the fuck is this shit? Just do it like this instead. Try this. That doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how you- It doesn't work or causes drama. (laughs) Do you ever get enraged isn't the right word, but maybe you're past this point, but for a while, did it ever frustrate you that you would look out into society or look out at the average person and see them doing stuff that you can just see is so abundantly not working. It's so abundantly clear it's not working and they just mm-hmm. carry on almost like lemmings and you want to just pick them up and say, no, 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 do this instead. You want to just fiddle with it. When I was younger. All I'm, I'm assuming you've moved past that point. You're now like, do you Many have a, a, are you at a point where you feel like, okay, I have to sort of ignore 95% of people because they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And the 5% that come to me and want to actually listen and and have a conversation and learn and all that, I'll focus on them. That is exactly my viewpoint. Yeah. You just described it exactly. It's not that I ignore the 95%. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's going to apply to almost any content. Like if you're a YouTuber talking about, I don't know, fucking Minecraft videos or something, you're not Mm -hmm. going to give a shit what the average person on the street thinks. Like you're, right. you're only focused on your audience. So yeah, I guess. And, and you're not going to care about if some random person, let's say some girl <laughs> watches a Minecraft video and goes, this is for nerds. This is dumb. Yeah. Is that yeah. going to bother you at all? You're not in the target demo. So I don't care. I, I yeah. love when you get those comments that come in. I, I get them sometimes where it's like, they've clearly stumbled upon something that wasn't meant for them, especially if you, sometimes yes. you'll get women and they just yes. write this long post that's yes. just missed every point that you have said. And even my yes. girlfriend will read those and be like, this girl's kind of a little, like she's very nice with the way she phrases it, but she'll essentially say this girl is kind of crazy. Like they've just, they clearly haven't, it wasn't meant for them. I would say them, that woman is normal. I would say that girl is normal. 
Interesting. And she's reacting Interesting. normally. If you're a normal woman and you come across my content, assume, especially if it's out of context, you see some random blog post or video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your head's going to explode. Especially if you're a woman <laughs> over age 33, your head's going to explode. <laughs> now, if, if I took the time and I don't, like you said earlier, if I took the time to sit down with that woman and explain to her for 20 minutes, then she'd go, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And I've had those conversations in real life. I mean, I had to have a long conversation with my wife when she was my fiance, her mom who stumbled yeah. across my material. Her, mom, her, her yeah. mom's head explode. Yeah, I've talked about that. So once you sit down and explain it calmly, yeah, and they, they, you answer the question, well, can they fuck other guys too? Yes. Oh, they, you know, it deflates all the anger. And yeah. Well, sometimes yeah, you don't sure. have to have, you don't have to sign a prenup. Well, look at the divorce statistics. Here you go. 76%. Oh, well, well, oh. But yes, yeah. I get those comments too. And that's just, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care yeah. about most of the world at this point in my life. I'm just out of that point. I just don't care. It's been, been, there, been that way for many years. I'll come on that, I just don't care. On that topic, one of the uh, videos that you put out early last year was a it was called like something like how to deal with the coronavirus shit. You did like a whole yeah. a whole series of them. Yeah. And one of the ones where you it was one of the early ones. It was right at the start of all the shit. And I was doing my best to be stoic and ignore it and go like, okay, the world is going to do what it's going to do. If this pandemic is serious. That doesn't have to, I, I can deal with it as best I can. If it's not serious, then everyone's freaking out over nothing. And you had a couple of videos where you said exactly that, but in even more eloquent terms. And I'm not going to try and quote you because if people want to watch that, they can go and watch it. Look up Caleb Jones on YouTube, uh, coronavirus, something or other. And yeah. one of the points that you made is essentially the outside world is going to do all the shit that they're going to do. You need to focus on building your own power. You need to do your own shit. Like, stops freaking out about what they're doing and start working on what you're going to do. And I took from that one of my own philosophies, which is stop looking at problems and start looking for solutions. Like, what are you going to do? So again, thank you for that piece of content. That really genuinely helped when I was going through a period of time where I was like, because I was in, I'm in Australia, I was in some of the worst lockdowns in Melbourne, Victoria, and I was going through like a freak out and stuff and your videos really fucking helped. So genuinely thank oh, you cool. for that. Great. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, very difficult for men to do today is to just ignore, or at least don't let it bother you. The outside world, because the outside world is going to do literally everything wrong. Yeah. And with, with the pandemic, that's the case. Just about every country in the world has done literally everything wrong. As I said, they would about a year ago and, you did. and they're going to, it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse. We live you in a collapsing Western society. Yeah. So if you're going to, if you're just going to get pissed off every day, looking on YouTube, or Twitter or what have you, you're just going to be pissed off the rest of your life. If your goal is to be pissed off the rest of your life, and it is for some men, great, mm-hmm. go ahead. If you don't want to be pissed off, you want to be happy, you're just going to have to just knock, either either ignore it, which is hard, mm-hmm. or be like me and just go, that's hilarious, and then move back onto your life. Yep. Or the way I phrase it is that is fucking retarded. I'm, it's so stupid that I'm not even going to give it time of day because it's, it's literally the too. dumbest thing that I could possibly That works up. too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And plus you can't, as I've talked about a billion times, you can't change it anyway. That's I've had many discussions with my Trump supporting brothers about did that work? No, you can't. And I said, 2016 wasn't going to work. You can't change it. It doesn't matter who you vote for or what kind of protest you're going to make or Mm -hmm. bitching on the internet, on Twitter, or getting involved in political discussions. And Mm -hmm. again, that's just a circle jerk. If you like to be angry and there's a percentage of men who do, Mm -hmm. if you like, go ahead and do that stuff. If you don't, you're going to have to just take that out of your life and focus it on you. Correct. Yeah, the five years that people spent freaking out about all that shit. Imagine it's, they could have all been millionaires by now. You could have lost like fifty pounds. You could have. In, in some cases, that million. is literal. I I personally know guys, guys on the internet, and guys in my personal life who literally could they could be millionaires right now had they not been worked up about the Bernie yeah. Sanders, Trump, yeah. Hillary. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. yeah, 
we'll segue a little bit. What is your, what's your main mission with your content? Main mission with my content. Yeah. With your, with your philosophy, with your books, with your website, with your YouTube. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you I want to, to, I want to maintain, establish and maintain a network of 1 million alpha male 2.0s who are at least adhering to the bare minimums of the lifestyle I talk about and have a support structure for those 1 million men. I really like that. Okay. Here's me over here. My girlfriend asked me a couple of weeks ago, like, what's your, what's your mission in, in life? Like, we like to mm -hmm. ask that question every, every six yeah. months or so. And I said, mm -hmm. you know what? I think I want to help 100,000 guys. Here's you with 1 million. I got to up my game. I like that. I like that. It's well, a nice number. So 1 million is an, it's A, it's a nice number. B, it's a, it's a big number, but it's accomplishable. And C, it doesn't require mm -hmm. me to work 27 years of my life. Yeah. I don't need to work that hard to get to a million. And if it's a million, if there's real, if there is a million and there probably already is, it's very hard to gauge these numbers. There probably already is maybe if not, it's pretty close. If there's a million, that means there is five X, 10 X more men who have been exposed to the content yes. and are doing some of what we talk about. So we're affecting not only a million, we're affecting maybe 10, 15, 20 million, which is great because mm -hmm. most of the guys who come across my content and your content are not going to do literally everything you teach. Of course, they're going to do a percentage of it. They're going to do some of it, mm -hmm. or they'll dabble and poke around with it. That's the norm. That's also normal. Yep. Why? Yep. So yeah, a million I, I, is that is that elite number, and then we're really talking about maybe 15, 20 million or something beyond that. I like that. I but like I don't. That. But again, I don't care about that 15, 20 million. I care about the million. I don't care about guys who think I'm interesting and don't do anything. I don't give a shit. Yeah. On, on that topic, I do want to really really quickly say one of the things that i've noticed that you know i do i advocate doing this is like take a little bit if someone was to come along and take a little bit of caleb drones a little bit of me a little bit of good looking loser a little bit of i don't know the red pill and like kind of push it all together i'm all for that i don't know how you feel about that but as long as yeah, you're working it, towards correct depending on how old you are and where you are in life yeah, so sure. if you're 23 it might make a lot more sense to take some of my content some of yours and some of chris's Mm -hmm. um if you're 57 probably wouldn't make a lot of sense to go after chris's stuff maybe oh yeah no maybe, for maybe sure no 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 right no, no. okay yeah. so it depends on where you are in life so yeah I, you're correct but it really depends on your personality it's really your personality your age and where you are in life mm -hmm. that's why i try to say everyone do this with rare there are some exceptions like monogamy and things like that but usually i say now if you're a younger guy you should probably do this you if you're do. an older guy you should do this instead and it's funny how, you know, the discussion we had at the start, people will take like one sentence that you have said and then come to me and say, Andy, Chris, uh, Caleb completely disagrees with you on everything. And then it's like, yeah. did you read the actual article? Like after right. that, he then says he, he used the right. word most. He didn't say all or right. he used the word a lot of the time. Like, yeah. Imprecise That's language. It. Yeah, for You've sure. You've got to be very sure. precise when you disagree with someone on the internet. Correct. Very precise quote, definitions. You need to. Right. Real quotes and very precise definitions for what you mean. <laughs> Instead of saying, I don't think this will work. That doesn't mean anything. What does work mean? Right. Like you said earlier. Correct. Yep. Monogamy. What do you mean? Long-term, short-term, serial? What do you mean? Right. How... Again, which is very hard for people to do. It's very hard for people to take a deep breath, relax, center their thoughts, <laughs> get their definitions ahead, and then type their words. It's very hard for human beings to do this. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not immune from that. I think it's because the topics we're talking about are very sensitive topics. Like if you come along and say like, mm -hmm. like even if you just say, uh, do you want to get laid a lot? I can help you have sex with 30 women, 50 women, whatever it is. Even just that concept, a guy will read that. And like you say, all this societal shit will come up. Like, oh, I'm not allowed to do that. That's using women. But what if somebody sees me? But what if I hurt some hearts? What if I do this? What if that? What if yeah, uh, What right. if the girls don't like me? Like that's all, all this shit comes up. Yeah, that's all societal programming. That's why my, it's the second, third chapter in my book. Very yeah. first thing I discuss. Yeah. That's all societal conditioning. None of that is log logical, rational, objective. None of that.
How satisfying is all of this to you? Like, you know, helping guys build the life they want, immensely. avoiding the general pitfalls. Yeah. It's immensely satisfying. 80, 80, 90% of the work that I do, I would almost, almost do for free. Yeah. yeah. And I have several companies. This is one of several companies I have, and I have a lot of investments, things like other things I do that have nothing to do with this. But yes, this is great. What's like, the- I immensely enjoy this. What's the best email that, so, that like- personifies that what's the best e email that's an example of that the best email best anyone's email? ever sent you that's what the best email anyone's ever sent you terrible fucking question oh my god i don't know shit that's it i've gotten thousands um the best email someone sent me regarding help being helped yeah 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 i can't narrow it down to one i get a lot um um most emails i get are questions but i get a lot of emails yeah. um i i'll give you some some examples of things guys have told me i i have had guys a few things and it's kind of interesting but um it's something that was surprised that surprised me i've had a few guys who said i was planning on killing myself i bought the bullets i bought the gun and then i read your book and now i have three women on rotation i'm happy i've lost Fuck, weight man. yeah things like that that's some deep um, shit. yeah i've had that that's that makes that stops and makes you think yeah. when i started getting that stuff that and the next one which is when i started doing seminars around the world years ago um i would have i, I did a world tour about four years ago mm -hmm. where I hit like 22 different cities all over the world. And, um, in 2018, I think, and, uh, I had three different guys in three different cities come up to me after the seminar and, and all three of them are kind of nervous. Mm -hmm. And they said, um, I just want to let you know, and they, they all use different words. This, I just want to let you know, you're the closest thing I've ever had to a dad. And I went, wow. Okay. And so that plus the suicide thing, I went back to home and I went, this is more than just, how to get Getting laid, laid or how to yeah, start a business yeah. or I'm onto something much more important than this. Yeah. That's that that's really stopped incredible. and made me yeah. reevaluate a bunch of things that you do give off those vibes. You're always wearing a suit. You come off as very like paternal, very I do. caring. I do. Yeah. I said that to my girlfriend Imogen yesterday. Oh, that's I so said, funny. I, I feel like I'm going to sit down with like my second dad and have a fucking That's chat. so funny. And I don't do that consciously, but I've been told that by a lot of people, including women I dated. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do it. It's just who I am. So yes, I, yeah, you're not the first person to say that. That was something that I very much got from you as well. This like permission to, with the girls that I date, be that paternal figure and not like literally their dad, but like mentoring, looking after them, taking, yes. teaching them to be better, teaching them about the world, all that kind of stuff. Yes. I definitely got that from you for sure. Yes, that didn't cool. come from good looking loser. No offense, Chris. No, it wouldn't. That was... I love Chris, but no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And again, sure. Chris is a lot younger than me. Not a lot younger, but he's oh, a lot now. younger than me. Chris is an old man. Chris is older than me. I'm 34. He's fucking, he'd be like 38 right now. Yeah, he's I'm catching 50. up. He's catching I'm up. 50. I'm he's 50. catching up. The, the older yeah, he is catching up. gets to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, he's not a young guy, but he's younger than me. But yeah. No, he's not 40 yet though, is he? Right? 38, 39? I don't know. Yeah. He's on a sabbatical okay. now. He's he's changing the world with creative. He's something. taking it easy. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. All the best to him. He's, he's fucking Fine. earned it. Yeah, it's great. So is there anything, one question that I got from a bunch of people was, is there anything you wish you knew when you started? And obviously guys who are asking this are in the early stages. So mm -hmm. is there anything started you, with, you Started with what? Let's just say getting laid. I guess we could ask that separately with oh, making Oh God, there's so many things I wish I knew. Um, <laughs> where do I start? Jesus Christ. Um, Don't be a little pussy. I wish I knew. I'm trying to narrow it down like two or three things. There's so many things. Um, well, from an attitudinal standpoint, uh, um, I wish I fully understood that it wasn't just about having a lot of money or having six-pack abs to get the really pretty girls. Mm -hmm. um, I fell into that trap for years, 
And until one day, if you know my story, I said, okay, forget it. I'm just going to go after the hottest, hottest, hottest women I can. And let's see what happens. And, and holy shit, try. Yeah. it yeah. kind of worked. It worked clumsily. And then it worked really well. Um, that, and again, mention this because of Instagram, we have a whole population, a subculture of men on the internet, millions of guys all over the world who are convinced, mm-hmm. even guys in my audience who are still convinced. Nope. If she's cute, you cannot fuck her unless you're a multimillionaire to let it rain on girls. Yep. You pay a bunch of hookers or sugar babies, or, or you are a male nine or 10. You look like Brad Pitt. You got six pack abs. You drive the Ferrari or else you have no shot. Mm-hmm. And the, the, even saying, even implying you might be, is just leading men on leading men down yep. the wrong path. And shit. I mean, I uh, drove an eight year old car back when I was at the heyday of this stuff, the most amount of women, including the 18 year olds. This is before I did sugar daddy game. This is just normal dating. I drove an eight year old Nissan that uh, I, I lived in a lower middle-class house that had grass up to about three feet high. The people around me were all like Mexicans and these giant families. Um, there was no furniture in my house. There was nothing on the walls. I had a disgusting yard. Women thought, oh, you just moved in? No, I've been here for five years. What? Yeah, They're looking yeah. around. I look like I, it was like a serial killer house. And I did just fine. I was more chubby than I am now. I was 30 pounds heavier than I am without fat. It was, you know, but I did just fine. I had to work hard. I had to work hard. I had to put a lot of numbers. There are a lot of women who said no. I don't care about the women who say no. So that's from an attitudinal standpoint, that's um, that's a big thing. In terms of a technique standpoint, um, there's so many things. I'm just pulling things randomly out of my head. I, again, I came out of the pickup artist world. In the pickup artist world, it's all about get the makeout. This is back in the old school pickup artist with mystery and you got to kiss clothes. The kiss clothes. Go for the kiss. Go for the makeout. Mystery gone on and said, okay, what is mastery? Mastery is. Go into a club, and I, nothing against mystery. Love mystery; he's a great guy. Uh, but but he was focused on the kiss. Go into a club, four sets, four makeouts. That's mastery. That's a pickup artist. That's a fucking man. I'm like, where, when are we getting laid? When are we putting our dicks in women? <laughs> what yeah. yeah. What the fuck? So I went on many first dates. I've talked about this. Many first dates where I made out with the girl at the end of the first date, and I'm a confident guy. I was able to do that. Um, I literally went through I don't know the number 22, 23 first dates where I made out with the woman at some point during the date in a row. And my ratio, my success ratios in terms of actually having sex dropped. And so I did an experiment. I said, okay, I'm not going to kiss at all. I'm going to kino and do sex talk on the first date, limit to one hour, and then do that on the second date. And I got laid. It was fantastic. I mean, I quadrupled my results in terms of getting to sex quickly. Sex, not mm-hmm. makeouts. Mm-hmm. Just by not kissing on the first date. Mm-hmm. Wish I'd do things like that. That would have saved me a lot of time. That's funny because I went through that same transformation. Uh, a couple yeah. of friends and I went through the same thing where we were like, what if we just don't do anything on the date? We just have like a fairly normal date. We talk about sex. We talk about shit like that. But what if right. we don't try and force anything and then just throw out a casual like, yo, you want to come back to my place and have some more drinks? And it's like, that just seemed to work more. And then I was like, well, why am I forcing all this shit that I don't necessarily right. do? Right. It's magical because you're engaging a lot of the reptilian brain on the female side. Why isn't he trying to kiss me? Um, why isn't he, why isn't he doing these things? Why is he just leaving and he doesn't want to kiss me? What, and, and does he not like me? And that raises attraction, but it also reduces ASD at the same time, which is exactly what you want. You when you say ASD, highest, for, some ASD guys, for some guys who don't know what that means, anti-slut defense, basically that feeling of like, oh, I don't want to look like a whore. You know, I probably shouldn't move too fast. I don't want right. to look easy. That kind of shit. Right. Yes. Yeah. Your goal, that first meet is to raise attraction as high as you can while minimizing ASD and getting it as low as you can. And yeah. if you start making out, you jack up ASD, even if the attraction remains high. Oh, I met out with a guy. I've I don't even know his the, name. 
I've said the same thing with texting dirty before you meet up with a girl. I'm like, you're just yes. going to get her feeling like all horny. And then when it comes time to actually meet, she's like, oh, I can't meet. We've already Absolutely fucking done correct. all this shit. Correct. That's a big mistake guys make. Exactly right. For sure. Once For you have sure. sex with her twice, I call that lock-in, then you can do whatever you want. She won't care. But before that- call it lock-in? Okay. Because I use that same word. And now I'm wondering if I just took that from you. I must have subconsciously stolen that from you. That's fine. You're welcome. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. So I, I'm allowed to lock in. Lock in means great, great, great. Uh, awesome. you've had sex with a woman twice. Once you've had sex with a woman twice, you enter into the a part of her mind that says it is now normal and okay yeah, yeah, for yeah, me yeah, to yeah, have yeah, sex yeah, with yeah. this man. I can be filthy. I can text him dirty shit. It's okay now. I'm not yeah. a slut yeah. anymore. We're having yeah. sex now. It's okay. And that applies even even if you haven't seen her for a year or two. So you have yeah. sex with her a bunch of times. You don't see her for two years. She comes back into your life, which I do all the time. You don't have to go on another first date, another second. You have to regame her. Just say, come yep. on over, and yep. she'll come yep. right on yep. over, and then she'll come on you. Right. So romantic you are. So I want to I take a step back a little bit with what you said about not being perfect with, like, abs and all of that kind of stuff and thinking that, like, I have to be some god or I have to be some rich fucking billionaire before any cute girls will sleep with me. I see yeah. this all the time. Guys misinterpret the whole point of uh, self-improvement. They think, okay, if the mission here is to look better, to have more money, to be a better man, to be more confident and all of that, I'm going to use that as an excuse to not actually try and enter the actual game. I'm not going to get any skin in the game until I'm right at the end of my self-improvement journey. As in, till I have those abs, till I have that million dollars, till I've maxed it's out my so confidence. Backwards. It's literally I know, backwards. I know. And it's like the process of trying to get laid is what will build that self-esteem, what will build that confidence. More the point, it's massive motivation to go to the gym, to make more money. If you start getting some results and you're thinking like, oh shit, if I just looked a little better, if I just was a little more confident, or if yeah. I just practiced a little bit better, I'd get even more results. That's motivation. Yeah. What you don't want to do is sit on the sidelines and go, everyone else can play the game, but not me. I see so many guys doing that. And I, I even did a podcast called Now's Not Now's Not the Right Time because that's my number one objection that people get. They, get. they give me that with coaching. They give me that with not getting laid. They say like, now's not really the right time. And it's like, well, when is the right time, motherfucker? Are you going to wait another five years? You'll be fucking 30 something at that point. How is that the right time? It's never the right time. <laughs> You'll always have problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two things. One is based on what I've seen, it's at a historical high and the number of men who have that attitude. I've, I've never seen it this bad. When I was a kid, I'm Generation X. So in the 90s, when we were kids, kids, guys in their 20s, there were a few guys like that, but they were not the norm. Today, it is the norm. It is most guys have this attitude, number one. Number two, I'll take what you just said, and I'll, I'll take it to the next level. I've written articles about this. You should be as physically fit as you can within your, your age and your genetics and all that bullshit. Yes. And you should make as much money as you want. Mm -hmm. Irrelevant of women. I don't make money for women. My goal when I was a kid, when I was 18, was to make a six-figure income by the time I turned 28. This is in 1990s dollars, back when six figures was a lot of money. And so, um, and I wrote all the reasons why I wanted that money when I was 18. Mm -hmm. There was a single woman on there. It was, I want to have this kind of house. I want to have these kinds of investments. I want to build these types of companies. I want to be able to travel, go wherever I want, not worry about, oh, I can't buy a plane ticket. I want to stay in nice hotels. I want to wear a nice shirt. I was a nerd back then. So I want a bunch of computers. I want a cool sports car. Not once like, I hope I get a hot girlfriend because I'll have a hundred thousand. There was nothing in there regarding women at all. And I hit it when, the, when I was 27. Mm -hmm. And at no point ever have I thought to this day, I'm 49 now. Um, have I ever thought I got to make more money because I got to get hotter girls. It was, I got to make more money because I want more money. Mm -hmm. I lost some weight a while back, still losing. Um, but I never thought I got to lose weight 
because then I'll get more pussy. Mm-hmm. Now, now I did. It did help my woman life when I lost some weight. That's true. Like you said, you don't have to get six pack abs, but I wanted to lose weight for various reasons, three or four big reasons that had nothing to do with women. Mm-hmm. So you should want these things for you. And, and while you're getting these things, get laid. See, his, I so have his... sex so I can be effective at my work. Mm-hmm. I don't work to have sex. That's fucking stupid. So, I have so... sex three times a week, four times a week, so I can be more effective at my work. So I'm focused on my work. I'm not thinking about porn or pussy or I got to jerk off or I got to watch porn. I don't want to be distracted. I got to focus on my work. That's why I get laid. That's my, that's why my attitude since day one. So here's where, here's where I like... I wouldn't even say disagree, but here's my, my different take on that. I say at the start, if you want to go to the gym for women, like, great. That's a great reason to get you in the gym at the start. If you want to start making money for women, that's a great fucking reason. It's not going to sustain you long-term. It's not going to satisfy you long-term. That's almost chasing a high, like you're chasing dopamine. If you can't find any other reason, then, then that's probably okay. I've thought about that. I've had other guys make that point. If you're a young guy and you're, you're just, you're, your viewpoints are kind of simple about life because you're 22 or whatever, whatever. I'm not saying that to denigrate young guys, but if you just can't get, if money is not a motivating factor for you, some guys aren't motivated by money. It's fine. If you just can't get motivated by anything, any other thing other than the pretty girl, and that gets you to the gym, fine. But, but within the context of what you just said, that's not going to sustain you at all. Yeah, no, for sure. No. Right. So yeah, I don't think I disagree. If you can't find anything else, I would prefer you found something else, but I understand mm-hmm, not everyone's mm-hmm. like me. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, think I disagree. Because I think you don't want to suffer in there. So I see this sometimes. Guys go to the gym for women, and then they don't enjoy the process of actually being in the gym because they haven't allowed themselves to. The whole time they're thinking, I have to suffer through this workout so that I can get women. And if they're not getting women, then that just makes the workout even harder. At some point, what you want to do is learn to love the gym for itself. You have to learn to enjoy being there because you're going to spend a ridiculous amount of time there. Same with making money. Making money is not easy. It's not just sit in front of a fucking webcam and people donate money to you. It doesn't. Well, right. if you're attractive and a female and you have big titties and you, you really, right. that's a separate point. But for the Other most, than that, if, you're, if you have a penis, that's not going to apply to you. You're right, right. Correct. Correct. Unless you get fake tits. I don't know if that's. Well, you might. You try it. <laughs> Who knows? I, I don't endorse that, but go no, for it either. if you want to. So I want to I I segue to another question that another guy asked called, you bet your cotton panties. I have fucking amazing usernames on my forums. This guy those says. Awesome. Those are really good. I, I don't know if he's misspoken here, but he says, I would love to know how long Caleb's average MLTR lasts and if he had advice on managing those relationships for longer than a year. I don't know if he means open relationship. Like, did he mean to write open? MLTR is open. I thought ML is monogamous. Monogamous long term. Oh, no, no, no. MLTR means multiple. Ah, look at me, newbie. Okay, I thought you had OLTR for that. Okay. No, OLTR means open. Okay, 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 okay. So, so, so let, me, let me run down those categories really fast just so to we're clear because I know it's complicated. FB is friend with benefits. I think everyone understands what that means. It's casual. You're having sex. She's your friend. That's it. MLTR means multiple long-term relationships. So that is a non-monogamous, non-exclusive, but dating relationship. Unlike an FB, you actually like her. You have feelings for her. You could go out on dates. She could spend the night. You can cuddle. You can really date, but you can date several of those. You can have two, three, four MLTRs if you want. You can have two MLTRs, one FB, any combination you like. OLTR is an exclusive, emotionally okay. exclusive, sexually open relationship. Yep. So I have an OLTR marriage. I can have sex with other women I do every week, but I can't date other women. And it's because I don't want to. At my point in my life, I don't want to. So if you do want it to, you'd never have an OLTR. A lot of men shouldn't have OLTRs. But it's, it's emotionally exclusive. Emotionally exclusive to my wife, that's it. But I can have sex with whoever I want. Okay. So going back, 
his question is how long does the typical my typical MLTR last? Yep. And if you have any advice on managing them in the longer term, like after a year or so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The last time I ran the numbers, see if I can remember this. I have spreadsheets, I have all this. First of all, I don't do MLTRs anymore. I'm not allowed to because mm-hmm. I can't date. Uh, so it's been uh, five years since I've had MLTRs, but I did it for about 10 years. Um, let's see. Let's see if I get the numbers right. So um, 21 months was the average amount of time for the MLTR before the first break. I call them listen fitties. That's when they go away from you temporarily because they want a monogamous boyfriend and then it doesn't work because monogamy doesn't work. And then they come back and they continue the relationship. Uh So the average MLTR will do that two to three times. So if you add that all up, that's many years. But in terms of a consistent, I believe it's 21 months before the first break on average for MLTRs. FBs, it's shorter. I believe That's that's right. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. That's so fast because that's not something I've done. I, I've had a couple of girls come back, but usually by that point, I'm like, yeah, I've like moved on. And I know this is something that you do a lot. I know you have a spreadsheet. I've seen it. Like, and you, a lot of your women come back. That's, that's 94%. fascinating to me. 94% of my women come back. It makes sense because they've gone out. Like I've had girls message me. I just haven't r- really wanted to follow through. So I could see how it would be that. That's still extremely high to me, but it makes sense. I guess they're going out and just averaging, sorry, sampling the average and going like, eh, Caleb's better. Caleb has a suit. Uh, I've been working with that for a long time, but that's 94% over the past 14 years. And that's still true. I, every time I run the numbers again, it's still around 94%. It's never really changed. Mm-hmm. Not never, but once I got good at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, but that includes MLTRs, FBs, oh, that's every I've, every woman I've had sex with more than twice. It's 94%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the conversation like when they come back? Like, do you, do you go into the specifics of like what they did? Do you ever ask questions? Like, you know, who oh, sure. Care? What was it like? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. We don't get into details usually, but usually, there's always a con. It's, it's a woman. Women like to talk about this stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they'll tell me. They'll give me the overview. Uh, many times, it's, matter of fact, I still get these texts. I'll get a text from a woman I haven't heard from maybe in two or three years. Happens all the time. And it'll say, you were right. Because sometimes, <laughs> I don't normally do this. So I don't recommend what I'm about to say. Don't do this, because I've been doing this for a long time in experience. I don't do this with every woman. But sometimes what I will do is, a woman will say, I can't see anymore. I have a boyfriend now. And I'll say, okay, here's based on her age and his age and what I know yep. about her. And, you know, I'll you guys say, are going to last 4.32 years. Yes. I will say, I will say, here's what's <laughs> going to happen. The next four to six months, you're going to love it. It's going to be great. After about six, seven, eight months, you're going to start one of two things. You're going to start arguing and he, he's going to start trying to control you and check your phone. You're going to get mad and you're going to say, fuck this and leave him. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to find out he's cheating on you. And what you'll probably do is you'll scream and yell and throw pots and pans at him. And he'll promise not to do it again. And then you'll keep seeing him and then he'll do it again. And then you'll break up with him. And in both cases, you'll come back to me. So I'll see you in about a year and a year, year and a half, depends on the woman. And literally, I will have women say, you were exactly right. That is exact. And they will list out exactly that at half. You, you were within four months. We started arguing. I found him here. It's exact. Yeah. So we had those conversations. I've had, I've had many of those. And they'll all say, oh, no, 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 that's not. He's not like that. Huh? Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about, Caleb. How dare you? We're you in talk, no, How no, no. Or, or the smarter ones will say, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Those are the smarter girls because they kind of know. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I said, I know what will happen. Watch. <laughs> even, even women who get married. I, I'm getting married. Great. Here's what's going to happen. Hmm. Within four years, you'll be divorced. And last time I said that to a woman, that is exactly what happened. Married a guy in the army. He went and cheated. They had a kid. And she was right back to me. We're having sex again within two, under three years. 
So here's why I think this shit happens so regularly, as in why people fuck up monogamy and stuff. It's because mm-hmm. they do exactly what you've just said there. Someone wiser and who gets this shit will explain, this is what's going to happen. Or this is what's most likely going to happen. And they'll just go, no, it won't. And it's like, so you are walking into, you're basically walking into a deal, having no idea what's going to happen, having no idea what the terms of the contract are, not even having a fucking contract half the time. Well, you're, you're being very masculine when you say that. We're talking about women right now. Women don't care. Deep down, women don't care. Why? Because deep down, and sometimes it's in their subconscious, they're not thinking about this consciously, they know I'm a girl, I have long hair, and I have tits. If this guy doesn't work out, I can just go get another one. Men aren't like that. Men are like, sure. this is the one. I'm set for life. She's perfect. Thank God. I hope she never breaks up with me. But women, you can explain all this stuff logically like I just talked about. And we'll go, yeah. And they don't care. I'll, I'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't care. They don't care. If they, women don't care if they get divorced. That's why 70, 80% of divorces are filed by the female. They don't care. They can just go I've- get another guy. Until they're about 60. When they hit their 60s, then they realize, oh, shit, I can't do this anymore. But well into their 40s and 50s, they know they can snap their fingers and just go get another guy. He may not be at super high quality, but he'll be a guy who pays their bills or helps them with whatever. You know, women always know that. That I've doesn't mean they this... plan on doing it. That mean, doesn't mean that, you know, these black pill MGTOW guys who think women are evil. They're not planning on dumping you. That's not true either in most cases. They just know either consciously or subconsciously. If this doesn't work, so what? And I've had a few women verbalize that. Hey, if you get divorced, so what? You get divorced, yeah. so what? Yeah, you get half the guy's money. Of course, so what for you? Sure. And you just go get another guy. That doesn't work out for men. That's not yeah. what happens when they get divorced. Yeah. 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 I, I've had suicidal. this discussion. I've had this discussion before, and this is a concept that comes from the rational male, that men are the true romantics. Men are the ones that have these lovely ideas of like, yes. this woman to be with me for... And I, I say that to... I've said that to my girlfriend, and she's like, well, like, yes, I know that men are more romantic, but women are romantic too. And I say, not really, though. Hey, like... It, women are romantic that- <laughs> in the moment. Yeah. In the moment yeah. that day, she's going to be romantic than him. My wife is certainly more romantic to, than me in the day. In the moment, that's true. On the macro, no. Correct. Yeah. I've talked about the five the five engaged woman experiment. This is an experiment you guys can run if you want to do this. You can find, and it takes, might take you a few years to do this. You have to talk to five different women who are engaged to be married. Doesn't matter how old they are. Okay, they're engaged, not dating. They're engaged, and you need to get them away from the world. So you're one on one, not with around all of her friends and family. So you're in a one on one conversation, and you ask them. Is this really the guy for you long-term? Are you really going to be married to this guy for the next 57 years straight? And write down the answers. Now, initially, I said, well, of course. You say, really? You really believe that for real? Really? Is that what you really believe? Then you'll get all kinds of fat. Well, I don't know. Usually the answer is, I don't know. Or, well, we'll see what happens. Or, well, we'll maybe get a good 10 years out of it. And you'll you'll get, you'll rarely will you get a hard, yes, this is it. I'm going to be married forever. You won't get that from, you'll get that from men. You'll get that from engaged guys. Yes, yes, yes. This is one for me. I'm going to be married forever. Women will go, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, women know this shit. That's why so a lot of women hate when we talk about this stuff. Because like, shut up. Now. Yeah, yeah. Here's my question to you. So how do you, because I know you've specifically said, you know, I don't expect, and tell me if I'm, I'm paraphrasing this incorrectly, but you basically said, I didn't go into this relationship with my current wife expecting that it would last forever. That wasn't like in my head. Is that a fair way of phrasing that? Correct. I knew the odds were against me. I, I like that phrasing. So how do you still go into it giving fully 
and not holding back if you get what I'm saying there? Like, how do you oh, basically yeah. not already have one foot out the door and she feels like, well, you're not even fucking yeah. trying, Caleb. I don't feel like you uh -huh. even give a shit about me. Because I see right. guys doing that. They read your stuff and they go, oh, so I shouldn't like ever care about women, right? And it's like, no. So how do you balance that? Hmm, good question. So uh, I've written a few articles about this. So you said, am I expecting to stay together with her for the rest of my life? I want to, and that's the goal. I like so that, that is my goal, but I'm being realistic about the goal. Is that goal 100%? No. Is that goal Correct. more than 50%? Maybe, maybe, maybe. And I have, as I said to you earlier, I'm only 50% of that, but I can 100% control the 50%. Mm -hmm. So I can do everything in my power that I know works on my end of the 50%. I can also, if I can, and I've been able to so far, train her to do the things on her 50%, to kind of bolster her 50% as Thank much as you. I possibly can, which is very weak. Thank you. Okay, so I can this do is that. what I've been trying to say, solidify, like unifies what I'm teaching and what you're teaching. And guys, okay, miss that little bit you just said, which is there are things that you can fucking do to teach her to try as well. But, but you have no control over these things. She can Correct. say, fuck you. Correct. Okay? Or, or she can do them for three years and say, I don't want to do this anymore, which is what women do. Correct. So you're still not guaranteed, but it, you're, 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 you're moving the needle a little bit in your favor. Number one. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I do 10-year benchmarks. Mm -hmm. So what I said originally when I first married her was uh, I put three benchmarks. My, my, bench, my first benchmark was if we get divorced within four years, this was a complete total failure. And I have to look I at myself. I remember reading that. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. We're about to come up on four years in about two months. Thank God. Right. We're, pat we're both very happy. It's very good. So then I said seven years. If we get divorced between four and seven, this is a failure, but still worth doing because I mm -hmm. probably will have learned a lot. Yep. So a failure, but worth doing seven to seven to 10 was, is a, if we get divorced, it's a success mm -hmm. because show me another guy who had a eight year, nine year long, happy, non-monogamous marriage and made it work for that long. That's a pretty good, big accomplishment. 10 years plus is a huge success. And then mm -hmm. at 10 years, I'm going to set another set of benchmarks for the next 10. And I'm going to take a 10. I can't say you know, we're never getting divorced. 27 years from now, we are guaranteed to be here. No, I can't say that, but I can tell you the odds are really good that in five years, we'll still be together. That'll be, so that'll be nine. I can look at the next several years and hit the next six, seven years mark. Knowing well, it's not guaranteed, I could get divorced tomorrow. What you're talking about is being realistic. Right. Yep. It's being realistic and optimistic at the same time. Most guys are optimistic and they're not realistic at all. Or they but go no, the she, black pill route. Caleb, she's a Christian. She won't divorce me. She's a Christian. She voted for Trump, Caleb. She's a good girl. Caleb, she's only fucked three guys. So she's not going to divorce me or cheat. She's only fucked three guys, Caleb. These are psychotic, irrational optimisms. You need to be optimistic while being rational. Both. And you can do both. It's hard. It's hard because your brain isn't designed that way. <laughs> your brain yeah. wants to be optimistic or pessimistic, and that's it. You can be yeah. optimistic yeah. and rational at the same time. Yeah, I think you have to be realistic because I've stated this myself in my own real relationship. You can't just walk into it being captain optimistic, saying we're going to be together forever and we love each other and that's never going to change. It's like right. every fucking year we need to have metrics that define the relationship. One thing that my girlfriend right. and I do is every year, what do we want to work on? What Excellent. Who do we want to be a year from now? Goals, stuff like that. Okay, you're going to lose weight. I'm going to add this many kilos of muscle and be building towards something. And I like what you said that you have those 10 year benchmarks. Maybe I'll take a little of that philosophy myself and sort sure. of plan out. Okay. If we do 10 years, that's fucking awesome. Five years. Eh. But like, know that this isn't just because guys sign away the next, like, I don't know, 50 years of their life and say, okay, we're going to be together for the next 50 years. And it's like, 
You do realize that's like five decades. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's five decades. You've just stupid. signed that away. Why You're would you stupid. not instead go the next five years? Here's what we're going to work on. Or in my case, the next year. Or in your case, like the next 10 years. Like what do we want to build towards? And I think that is the number one piece of advice I can give to guys of like, if you were going to try this and make something like this work, you have to be building something. Like you, you can't just sit there and go like, we're going to love each other and, you know, we're going to watch Netflix and she's going to lie on my lap in five years and that's going to be satisfying. Just like we said before, going to the gym for women isn't going to be satisfying forever. It's not going to be enough to carry it over. Just being in a relationship, sorry, isn't going to be enough forever. There has to be something more. There has to be- a And I'll of- add, right. I agree with everything you just said. And I'll add a third thing in defense of those guys who say, well, we just shouldn't care about women. That's partially true. If I got divorced tomorrow, I wouldn't mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. but my financial life would be completely unaffected. Mm-hmm. My sex life would be completely unaffected. Mm-hmm. My mission would continue on without a, any big hiccups at all. Mm-hmm. My actual life, my international five flags life, my amazing life that I have would not really be affected that badly. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I'd feel sad. I wouldn't like it. Of course. Within two or three months, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. So I don't fear it. Again, mm-hmm. I don't need her. I like her. I love her a lot. I've loved her more. I've loved any other woman in my life. She's amazing on every level, but I don't need her. Mm-hmm. So there is an aspect of not giving a shit and being outcome independent here. Yeah. Because yep. when I talk about, when I talk to guys, my coach guys or guys ask me questions about converting their monogamous relationship or marriage to non-monogamous. Mm-hmm. When I give them that level, it's those steps. Step one, step zero is you have to be cool if she divorces you. If Correct. you try this process and she says, this is, fuck this, I'm out. You got to understand that that might happen. You have to be okay with it. Not like it, not love it, not you're okay with it. And if you're like, no, no, I, I can't have her to get, well, then you're fucked. I yeah. can't teach you anything. I can't give you anything to do because you won't do it. You'll say, I'm leaving. You'll say, okay, never mind. Yeah. So that's yep. step zero. Yep. You got to be there yep. first. Yep. She'll have that with one moment of jealousy. And... Up. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't want her to leave, she's in control Correct. and you're her slave. And that's literal. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes both ways. Like uh, two people in a relationship, one can't have that much power that the other one can just walk all over them and they go, oh, well, I'm fucked if if you ever leave. So do whatever the fuck you want to me. We call that an abusive relationship. But guys don't see that on the flip side. When a girl has that power, and I'm not even blaming the girl here. It's the guy's fucking fault. When the girl has the power and the guy's just going to sit there and take whatever, it's like, well, that's an abusive relationship you've just gotten yourself into. Oh, no, it's not because I love her. And it's like, you're a fucking slave, as you just said. Yeah. Beta. Yeah. Yeah. One I learned that from a radio shock jock uh, 20 years ago named Tom Likas. Tom Likas. I uh, fucking love Tom Likas. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Right. And, and, I, and I heard this, you know, 25 years ago when I was in my first marriage. And he was talking about the power I have when I'm with a woman, including my current girlfriend, his current wife, whatever he said, is uh, if she complains about it, I say, great, there's the door. You don't like it. There's the door. And I'm like, holy shit. And then I actually did that in my first marriage. When I started to alpha up in my first marriage, she was sitting there ranting and screaming at me about something, which was typical in that marriage. And I said, that's what we're doing. If you don't like it, there's the door. And she went, and she turned and left the room. I went, oh my God, it works. Holy shit, it works. I was shocked. Like I've never had an end drama instantly. There's nothing I'd ever done mm-hmm. as a monogamous beta male to make that work. I'm like, oh my God, it worked. Yeah. And we were divorced within a year later, but anyway, which, which was a good thing. So yeah, you have to be willing to let them go. There will be, there will be people that listen to this. There will be probably women that listen to this and go, oh, well, that's not fair. Like how come, you know, men get that power. I want to turn around and say women should have that power too. 
Is that something you agree with? And have you women do have that power because women can leave us whenever they want. So is that something that you've taught to your wife, like specifically, like made it clear, like, by the way, we have to both be willing to leave each other if there's deal breakers. And if we don't like each other, like, I don't use those words. I don't use those words, but I've told her several times, not lately, but initially when we first were getting serious and got married, Mm -hmm. if you want to divorce me, you can divorce me whenever you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I will, I will not give you any arguments. I will help you pack. That's totally Mm -hmm. cool. If you want to leave me, you can leave me whenever you want. I've Mm -hmm. said that to her a few times. And again, it's confusing to her because she's a girl. No man has ever said that. No man, a woman has never heard that from a man. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, you're whoa, allowed whoa. to And leave. then she'll say, you don't love me? You don't care? I'm like, no, I don't do with it. Of course I love you. No, I love you. Uh, yes, I will be. You have to throw that in there. I will be sad. It will be a bad day for me, but I will Of course. Let you it'll go. fucking, it'll hurt like hell. Of course. Of course. Right. And you have to, when you do the uh, OLTR talk and the talk, you have to say, if this is a deal breaker for you, for me having sex mm-hmm. with a woman within, within these parameters rules, I completely understand. Yep. I will let you go. And I learned you have to add in there. I will feel bad. I don't want to yep. let you go. Yep. I don't want to see you go. I will have a bad day. It'll be awful for me, but I will let you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. She's yeah. well aware. This is every woman I've had in a serious relationship has been well aware of that. You can leave me sweetheart whenever you want. And I will not give you any shit about it, which is the facts. I won't like it, but I will let you go. And women who know me well, who have dated me or, you know, like her they'll they will even say you know if i broke up with you 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 just you just go fucks a bunch of more girls and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even care and and in the case of my wife i would care of course but but they know this they know that's the frame i have yeah for which sure. reduces the power they have over me to make demands it reduces the it you say that but it also like like yes that but it also allows them to i won't say the word Maybe I will say the word, submit to the relationship. And when I when I say that, I mean like be happy in the relationship, be part of the relationship, like surrender to the relationship. Because they're not sitting there constantly going like, okay, I got to be ready to like, you know, I, I got to control him. I have to have the power. I have to do all of this. They can kind of just be comfortable being with you. Because it's like Caleb doesn't, isn't reason... with me because he needs me. He's with me because he wants to be here. And flip that around. The only yep. reason a woman is with me is because she's chosen to be with me. Correct. Whereas most women, especially in live-in relationships, marriages or live-in relationships, she lives with you because she kind of feels like she has to. Yep. That's, yep. that's where she lives. This is her address. This is If she has kids, she has kids with you. So she, her religion, her mom would get mad. So mm-hmm. she kind of has to be there. I didn't ever want that in any of my relationships. I wanted the only reason for the woman to be there because she chose to want to be there. She wants to be there. So my wife is very good looking and is able to make her own money, high income. She does not need to be with me. She benefits from being with me, of course. She could replace me too. Now, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be an alpha 2.0. It would be back to the typical boyfriend she's had in her past who drama and bullshit. And, yep. But she could do it. She could do it. And, and she could do that. it tomorrow. You she could do it to. too. Flip that. And, and obviously I could do it. Yeah. So we're both yeah. aware of this. Yeah. And there's a certain... But- because people will look at that and go like, oh, well, that means you don't really, you're not really invested in the relationship. You don't really need each other. Like, what's the point? You're not really in love. It's like, no, there is so much beauty in both people knowing that they're with each other because they chose to be. Because now they're there because it's like, I made a good decision. I'm here because you are significantly better than any other man I've ever dated. Or at reverse that. I'm with you because you're the best fucking girl that I've dated so far. I've, right. I've sampled, I've interviewed a lot of candidates and you were the one that I chose to pick. Right. Like, right. And you want to keep this party going. Both of yeah. you want to keep that party going. Both me and my wife want to keep this party going. 
I asked her, I think I mentioned this before on one video. Uh, I asked her about a year ago. I said, after we've been together, living together for together for six years and living for three anyway, uh, I said, no, be really honest with me on, on a scale of happiness. I know you're happy, but in terms of being happy with me and this relationship you have with me, is it, I think I had four levels. I said, is it happy? Just like happy. Is it really happy? Is it super happy? Or is it like orgasmic? Like you're coming every day happy. <laughs> and she, she thought for a minute, she said, well, is there a, is there a level between super happy and orgasmic? I said, yeah. She goes, that. That's the, actually the perfect answer. You don't want orgasmically happy. That's no, no, like no. In and love, that's not sustainable. You don't want to. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's dysfunctional and that's, that's not real. So, right. That was very, I was very surprised at the answer. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, great. So, yeah, she has a lot of motivation to stay with me and keep this relationship going. I have a lot of motivation to stay with her mm. and keep this relationship going. It's not that, oh, well, why bother? No, this is good. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I have the perfect you... relationship. I have yeah. a really good looking wife who is a okay. She doesn't love it, but she's okay with me having sex with other women. And she likes watching me have sex with other women. Why would I end that shit? Are you kidding? I got best of both worlds. It's great. Yeah. Why would I end sure. that? For sure. Why would I go? I don't give a shit about that. No, I like it. Plus when I was dating MLTRs back in the day before her, I wanted this. I wanted to settle down with someone in a non-monogamous fashion where my finances were protected. I wanted, I always wanted this. I wasn't yep. in a rush to do it. It took me 10 years to do it. And, and if she died tomorrow, she got hit by a bus tomorrow, she left tomorrow, uh, I would be single for a few years. And then in a few more years, I would do this again. It's great. As long as it's structured the way I like. And if she doesn't so he, like it, she can leave anytime she wants. How did you not lose that? Like, I'm going to use the word romantic. Maybe that's a clumsy phrasing. But I, what you just described, I, that sounds romantic to me. How did you not lose that? I haven't lost it either, but there were times not where lose I felt what? like the, that, that, those notions of romance of like, I want something long-term with someone. I want to build something with someone. I call that romance. Mm. You might have a different word for it. Because some guys okay. get very cynical by this whole process. They will date a lot of women. They'll get their heart broken a little bit. They'll, they'll, some relationships won't work out. And they'll be like, oh, well, what's the fucking point? I'm just going to bang bitches and that's it. Uh, why right. would I build something long-term? So how did you not lose that? How did you keep focus on this is what I want? I'm going to build this. I'm going to work towards this. This is possible. I don't have a specific answer. I never lost it, even during my divorce. So yeah, most guys when they go through divorces and they're middle aged because I was 35, they go, ah, fuck, I'm never getting married. Go, ah. Yeah. And I was, I was like that with monogamy. I said, I'm never getting monogamous again. I'm never Me making too. that Me mistake. Too. I'm never going to have a thing yep. where some woman, one woman controls my entire sex life. That's fucking insane. Yep. But then a little voice in the back of my head, even back then said, you know, but at some point I do want to settle down again. I, I am a pair bonding type guy. I do yep. want that. Yep. I also, then I said, but I'm not doing that anytime soon. I'm 35. I'm going to yep. spend the next five, 10, 15 years getting laid and doing all the things I couldn't do when I was a young beta male before I was married or during my marriage and all the fantasies I had. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I did that. I spent the next 10 years doing exactly that. I'm living, I've lived every sexual fantasy I've ever had in my life going back to when I was a teenager, multiple times with multiple women. So I've done all that stuff. Um, and then I said, at some point I knew, I said, down the road in a few years, I will want to do this. Mm -hmm. And when I was ready, then my brain opened up a little bit. I say, okay, I'm ready for this. Now, when I see women, I'm going to start evaluating based on this and maybe it'll take 10, another 10 years, which is fine. I actually said it. Maybe I won't be into my fifties until I do this, which is fine. And fortunately it was when I was 47 or something like that, I found her, but yeah. And then it was just, a, so I never lost it. The guys who you just described, who try a bunch of things that doesn't work and that women cheat on them. And the reason is they're blaming women. It's not women's fault. It's their fucking fault. 
they're yes, a correct. they're being monogamous and they're trying to in, embrace a monogamy paradigm which doesn't work long term number one number two they're not using any relationship management skills that work and that includes red pill guys and pickup artist guys and guys through this content they have a lot of content on how to get laid they have virtually no content on how to maintain a long-term happy relationship mm-hmm. with a woman very few guys of the outside of me are talking there's a few guys not many who talk about this a lot of get laid material lots of that and a lot and most of it works chris's stuff is great but there's very little relationship management. So they get laid and then they get into relationships and then they're nightmares. And again, I come out of the pickup artist world and, and a lot of these guys are my buddies. I'm not going to mention names. I, lo- I love these guys. They get laid, but as soon as they get a girlfriend, it is a nightmare. It's a clusterfuck. It's just as bad as a beta male. In some cases, it's worse because they don't have any relationship management skills. And get laid skills and relationship management skills are two completely Correct. different skill sets that you have to learn them independently of each other. There's a little overlap, but not much. They're mm. two completely different things. You can't just say, I'm going to marry a virgin and be alpha, and then it's, that'll work. That's not how the world works. It's not how women are designed. It's not how men are designed. It's not, it's oversimplification. It doesn't work. So they're, they're saying, fine, I'll just bang hookers, or fine, I'll just jerk off to porn, or fine, whatever, I'm just going to. They're saying that based on a false, factually false premise. It's not women's fault. Women correct, are, certain, correct. are a creature. They're a puzzle piece. They fit into a certain kind of piece, and you're trying to fit them into something that doesn't exist. You need and to you're taking your away your own agency when you do that. You're saying there's nothing I could have done. It's not my fault. Women are horrible. Like I'm going right. to be bitter and cynical. It's like, so that's, it's, that's not why a it's solution. easy to say that. Yep. It's easy yep. to say that. Yep. It's not my fault. You're doing it wrong. It's women. Yep. It's the path of women do that with men. It's not my fault. I'm a perfect woman. Guys keep breaking up with me and guys don't want to date me. And what's yep. wrong with men? No, bitch, it's you. So it's the same yep. with guys, asshole. It's you. The problem is you. That's why, again, it's the same dynamic as all these guys who think you, you have to be a six pack Lamborghini guy to have, it's easy to say that it's like easy cop out because it's hard to say I'm doing this all wrong I'm going to sit down and read some books and watch some videos and take some notes and actually engage in relationships and engage with them in a different way and then it'll probably work that's hard guys want to do yeah. that especially these days when guys are the laziest they've ever been in, in all of modern human history I don't disagree with that because the they Lamborghini, are. the money is just like, I don't, I get to avoid the problem, which is right. I don't know how to deal with women. I don't know how to right. actually get laid. I don't know how to right. do any of that shit. I don't know how to fucking talk to women, let alone have sex, let alone keep them right. around. I'm just going to go do the business shit. Cause that's not that hard. I'm a guy. I can figure out how to make money. That's pretty fucking yeah. easy. I just have to yeah. do it, but I'll avoid the actual problem. And it's like, you put it off for right. years and years and years. When you come back, the problem's still sitting there. It hasn't changed. You've changed, but you've changed the relevant shit that didn't really matter. Okay. Okay. It's not that it didn't matter. It helps short, but like you haven't actually addressed the actual problem. Because it's easier. For sure. For sure. For sure. And guys will listen to that. Guys will listen to that and be like, how is a Lamborghini easier? How is making a million dollars easier? It's not easier. It's harder. It's like, no, no, no. You've avoided the actual problem. You were doing that out of fear. You were scared of the problem. You went over here. You you wasted years of your life. Just face the problem. You could have been getting laid while (laughs) earning a million dollars. That's what I I did. You could have got laid, bro. And they're like, wait, what? I didn't have yeah. to spend three years working on my business. It's like, why didn't you have sex with 50 women in that time? What the fuck were you doing? I personally know and have known, again, I come out of the pickup artist world. Average, look, these, are not, these are not ripped guys. Average looking guys who were literally or close to homeless. No yep. money, no job, no income, sleeping on their friends' couches, banging chicks who were hot because they had strong game, strong confidence, outcome independence, they knew what they were doing and they put in a lot of numbers and mm-hmm. they worked at it. That last thing you just said is the most important. Even when I was like, I was chubby. Okay. I wasn't like hugely chubby, but I definitely, I was, I was chubby. I had like 
decent pictures on Tinder. My apartment had like nothing in it because I, I took out a bank loan. I moved to the center of the city and I said, I'm just going to get, I moved to the equivalent of like Times Square in New York, but in my city. And I was like, I'm going to just go hard on getting laid. So I had nothing in my apartment, like literally nothing. I had like a bed, like a mattress on the floor and nothing else. Like I didn't have a couch, no table, nothing. Girls oh. would come in and say the same shit you said. Oh, are you moving in? And I'll, I'd be like, uh, no. No, I live here. Yeah, like this is, I like I've been here two years. I like minimalism. That was my fucking go-to phrase. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. I, I didn't say that. That was the point. That's so cute. It's that some works too. Yeah. Sway shit. Yeah. And yeah. and I don't know if you. My experience was they get you this funny look and then they have sex with you. Yes, correct. And they they might make some like smartass comment about yeah. it later on, and yeah. you just go like, yeah, it is weird that I have no fucking. But whatever. Yeah. I, I'm a degenerate. I want to have sex. Who cares? You reminded me of a thing I did on a podcast years ago, my old, old Black Dragon podcast, where mm -hmm. um, a woman I was seeing at the time who was, I won't call her a 10. Some guys would consider a 10, nine, really good looking. And she came over to my house. <laughs> I had a, uh, someone got me for Christmas. I had a big, giant black Lego tower made out of Legos. <laughs> and it was on, it was on because I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd at heart. And it was on a, a bookshelf I had one of my rooms, of my house. And this is that this is that shitty house that had no furniture. And you know, okay. And she goes, "What the hell is that?" And I said, "That's that's Orthanc. That's Saruman's tower from Lord of the Rings." And she's like, "Oh my god, you are such a nerd." And she said it not a joke. It was like yep, gross. Yep. And then within 50 minutes, we were having sex. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's fine. Women don't give a shit. Stop giving a shit. Stop making this complicated. Yeah, it's just Fuck. another excuse to not try. It yeah, really is yeah, that. It's easy. It's the easy way out. It's, it's the same bullshit of like, I'm too short. I'm Indian. I'm Asian. I'm bald. I'm this. Yes. I don't have any money. I'm fat. I'm, it's like, it's just excuses. And, and those things, as I've talked about, are factors. Mm -hmm. For They're, sure. They are. For sure. it, it is, if you are not white, it is harder for you. Of course. So try is harder. Is it possible? No. Exactly. My son is black. He does just fine with girls. He does just fine. He's black. Because so he yeah, yeah, it tries. is harder. Because he tries. Yeah. He does everything you need to do. He puts in the numbers. He tries. doesn't make excuses. Right, right. There are guys in some of my coaching programs who are Indian guys. Not like white-looking Indians. They look Indian and they have the accent. They have the accent, but yep. they get fucking laid because they've lost weight. They do everything right. They work on their confidence. They they as best they can, which is difficult, get rid of the Indian societal programming about sex yep. and mom wants me to get married and all. Yep. Yep. And they clean up with white girls who are pretty. Yeah. And it, but yes, it is harder. That's true. It is harder. Yes. If you have a bald spot, it is harder. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to discount that it's it's equally as easy. It's not. Still do it. Of course. I was course. I was overweight more than I am now. And I had to try harder, but I still work. It worked. But yeah, I had you, to try harder. Yeah. You know, that's one of your biggest criticisms, as in like I don't know how much periphery you you see other people shitting on you from the outside because you probably don't give a fuck. But like, very that's little, the some. that's the one criticism that people give to you. They're like, "Oh, but Caleb's fat," and it's like, "Yeah, so just be less fat, and you'll probably get even better results." Like, if Caleb can fucking do it, just do it too. But they'll say like, "Oh, he's fat. I don't believe anything he's saying. Yeah, it doesn't count." Guys like, don't. Oh, if they don't believe me, guys who say that are complimenting me. Because I know in a weird backhanded compliment way without realizing it. You're, if you, if you, unless you think I've literally been making all this up for the past 14 years, which I don't know how, how to do. That would be impressive. Yeah, that'd be like Lex Luthor level of genius, that's, which I don't have. Yeah. I don't know how that's even possible. Um, and I say that about other guys who I don't like in the pickup artist world who've been 
who've been talking about this stuff for years, they're probably not lying. There's probably something mm-hmm. what they're saying. Cause how do you make this stuff up for 10 years? Without years, much detail anyway, for sure. Right. And so unless you think that, I don't think most people don't, then if you're saying I'm ugly or fat or what have you, you're giving me a compliment. If I was really good looking and had ripped six pack abs, what would those same guys say? Well, of course he's getting laid. He's good looking and get six pack abs. So I can't I listen to the thing he says. Those literally those same guys would be saying the exact same thing. Matter of fact, you, I've seen historically, not recently. Some of those guys say the same, say that about other guys who teach dating advice. They'll say, well, I'm fat. So, but then they'll say, well, but so-and-so is good looking and ripped. Well, of course he gets laid. So which is it? And then they'll flip it and they'll also say, well, Caleb has lots of money. So that's why. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. So, well, but, and that's accurate now. That's true now. Sure. Bro, I've had, I've, I've, I've had that. I, I love how I just that, called you bro. I said at the start, you're my, you're the fucking dad equivalent. I just called my dad bro. That's very fucking. Oh different. God. Okay. I'll yeah, call no. you sir. Sorry. Sure. Sir. That's fine. I, I've, um, <laughs> I've had seen, that. I've had people say like, girls are only with you because you have money. It's like, for fuck's sakes, I've said on my website, I had zero, I had negative dollars for the vast majority. It's only in the last, started, like, yes. last year that I've had any amount of money. And they'll say, your girlfriend's only with you because you have money. And it's like. When we met, I was in negative, and she knew that. Like, how is that? But people just come up with excuses yeah. as to why most Caleb of, is special. Most of the last 14 years, either I had little money and or I spent little money. I came out of a divorce, lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I spent, my entire system was spending the minimum you can on women. One third of my first dates going from first date to sex was cost me $0. Yep. The, the ones actually cost me money, two dates cost me an average of $28. That's the entire thing. I don't spend money on women. And they come over to this shitty house in this eight-year-old car. Now, today, that's not true. Today, it's true. But I've been doing this again for four, a long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Again, that's kind it's, of what again it's easier. It's kind of what you're dealing with as a content creator. Is like, like people will, will take the end result, like the person you are now, and then go, oh, that's probably what you were doing when you were like 15 years right. ago. It's right. like, in what world right. is that? I, there's evidence right. that I wasn't like that. You've just like skimmed on the surface and gone like. And oh. to be fair, I don't know how many of those guys know I've been doing talking about this for 14 years. I, they may be. They may think I'm new on the scene. And yeah, that's why I said it's a very. He's been on YouTube level. for two years. He's just some new guy. So of course, and I don't know. Maybe they don't know that, or maybe well, a lot of them do. I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to be objective again. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they think I'm new at this. I don't know. Who knows? Newbie. So don't care. We'll, We'll start sort of wrapping up. What are your goals for the future? Like for the next 10 years, goals before you achieve, sorry, goals before you die, goals before you achieve death. There you go. I got a lot. Um, I reread them every morning. Uh, so I don't want to give you financial numbers. Most of my goals are financial. Um, I'll give you an overview. So when I turn 54, maybe 53, I switch to the next phase of my life. I have a two-phase mission. And so when I click into age 54, hopefully sooner than that, maybe sooner, um, I'm going to back off on my work hours and I'm only going to work because I enjoy it, not because I need to make money. So right now I work for the money and which is fine. I like money and I like working. I'll never retire though, because I think that's stupid. So when I hit 54, I'm going to switch over into a new system where I'm only working because I want to work because I enjoy the work and I want to express myself in the marketplace and I won't care how much money I make. So that's the next big phase I'm working on now. And in order to get there, I need a certain level of lifestyle, a certain level of net worth, a certain level of residual income I want for my investments, real estate, things like that. Um, three or four companies I'm working on. So I'm working very hard right now to make sure I hit that by 54. That yeah. yeah, I'll probably hit it before 54. I mean, things have gone pretty well. But there could be a huge recession next year. Who knows? So we don't know. So that's that's the primary goal I'm working on in terms of my overarching 
what I call vision of all my goals. That's the primary thing I'm working on now. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Where can people find you? CalebJones.com, guys. CalebJones.com. We're splitting out the brand right now in, in Alpha Male 2.0 and Sovereign CEO, but CalebJones.com will get you to both. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to shout out? You're also on YouTube. I'll, I'll shout that out. But is there anything else yeah. that you want to shout out or anyone you'll want to shout out? Um, no. I have a lot of courses. I have a lot of books. I have a lot of programs. A if bunch of my guys are you reading your shit. One of, one of my that? guys, the moderator on my forum is in your, is it the SMIC program? Yes. That's one. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in that right now. So he's building his Oh, shit. great. Okay, great. Yeah, no, if really they make sense to you, check them out. If they don't, that's fine too. But I teach long-term masculine happiness through long-term masculine freedom. It's a lifestyle model that is very different, but I know for a fact it works and it'll make you happy if you're willing to put in a few a year or two of work. I can It's not free. You got to put in a little work, but it's not as... And my attitude is if you have to put in one, two, three years of work to improve your woman life or your business life, and then you benefit from that for the rest of your life. So today... 14 years later, I'm still benefiting from those two years I spent optimizing my woman life back in 2007 to 2008. That's a really high ROI. So it makes a lot of sense. Same thing with starting your own location-dependent business. If you got to put in one, two, three years of your life to get that spinning, we have location-dependent income for the rest of your life. That's pretty good. People go, oh my God, two years? Dude, you're going to live to be 100. Two years? Nothing. Yeah. Such an easy investment as well. Like like working on your dating life, working on your money life, working right. on you know, like your five flags thing. Right. Location right. independent. Yeah. Yeah. Such yeah, an yeah, easy yeah. investment. Yeah. Well, it has been an absolute joy talking to you. I really freaking appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I was but, a little bit fangirly at the start because like you have had a huge impact on my life. And I really, really, really genuinely appreciate that. I really do. Love it. And I appreciate you coming on. That can help. Awesome. Had a great time. Thank you so much.